My name is Christina Dennis, and I've been a DIY decor content creator since 2009. What started as a passion for transforming drab spaces into vibrant havens has now turned into something bigger, something life-changing. I'm supporting our entire family with the income from the DIY Mommy blog, YouTube channel, and social media platforms. But it didn't happen overnight. It took countless hours of brainstorming, creating, and sharing content about what I love the most, budget-friendly DIY decor and home improvement projects. Now I'm ready to share all of my secrets, tips, and strategies that helped me turn my passion for DIY decor into a full-time career supporting my family along the way. Are you ready to transform your hobby into a successful career? Welcome to the Six Figure Creator Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to my podcast today. Thank you so much for being here with me. First of all, I want to thank you for supporting my podcast relaunch last week. It was so amazing to hear all of your support on socials and uh, in the comments on my new site, thesixfigurecreator.com. And thank you for sending me all of your fantastic questions to answer. I put up a little broadcast group on Instagram and you asked there. And then you also sent me questions on my contact page, which is thesixfigurecreator.com slash contact. So keep those coming. I am making a huge list of podcast topics based on your questions and then also based on what I would love to share as well. And I'm so excited to dive into all the questions and topics here every Tuesday morning. On today's episode, I am super excited about this one. I want to answer one of the most interesting questions that I've received about being a content creator so far. It's very simple, but it's also complex. The question is, how would you start being a professional content creator from scratch if you had to do it all over again today. So I have been a quote unquote influencer and content creator since 2009, and I've successfully turned it into a full-time multiple six figure business. So what I wanna share with you today is how I would start it from scratch if I was to start it today in 2023. The influencer and the content creator industry as you probably know, has changed substantially since I started in 2009. It's wildly different. So I would start slightly different in 2023, but not that different, honestly. There are some things that I think are universally important and relatively timeless when diving into this career. And as a side note, the steps I'm sharing with you today are pretty much the exact steps I took just this year in uh, December and January 2023 when creating my newest blog and social channel called Yummy Whole Food Recipes. So that is a whole food based recipe and ideas blog and social channels and it essentially started from my lifestyle change uh, last year when um, I was like okay I'm turning 40 and I really need to change how I'm eating and how I'm moving because I'm not feeling good. And this was also a result from COVID. I'm sure some of you felt pretty bad after the few years that we've had, Um, you know, and sometimes 
I would turn to food for comfort, etc. So anyway, I had made a lot of changes and one of those was eating more whole foods and I just got really passionate about that and then that passion turned into the idea of, hey, I should probably write about this, make some recipes, start a blog and um, social channels. So anyhow, I started that in January. I took these steps and I'm so excited to say that this blog and the social channels together are on track to make me some income by the end of this year. So fingers crossed, I'll be able to monetize the blog this year. Uh, and I'll talk about exactly how I do that uh, very soon with you. Okay, so the first thing that I would do if I were to start my content creation business from scratch today, and spoiler, this is exactly what I did when I launched my yummy whole food recipes blog, I would first think of what I love to do. Simple as that. What do I love to do? Is it decorating? Is it cooking? Is it making quilts? Is it painting? Is it furniture flipping? Is it thrifting? And then I would also think of out of those things, what am I actually good at doing? Did I go to school for one of those things? Do people tell me, hey, you're fantastic at painting? Hey, I love the way you decorate. Hey, I love how you cook, how you bake. What am I good at out of that list? And then thirdly, what out of that list do people actually have questions about? What do they need help with? For example, if I love to paint furniture, I'm a furniture flipper, I'm great at it. People ask me questions about it all the time. There's that natural curiosity there. Or I am Googling around and I'm searching for, you know, furniture painting ideas. Are there lots of Google questions on that topic? Is it a popular topic? Are people curious? Then that is kind of that sweet spot where you love it, you're good at it, and people want to hear about it. So think about a topic that hits all of those things. And I don't necessarily believe you have to pick a super small niche, so a very narrow niche of a topic to be successful. However, I think nowadays in 2023, I think it does really help to start out with something that um, is a little bit more narrow of a niche than back in 2009. I feel like back in the quote unquote olden days, we could do more of a lifestyle type blog where we talked about 20 different topics and people would read it and comment. Now to start, I feel like if you start with a a bit of a narrower niche that will help you become more successful and then you can kind of broaden out from there when people get to know like and trust you all that being said you want to make sure that you define that topic that you're going to write about that you're going to make videos about that you're going to talk about and you also want to think about what your ideal audience looks like that is going to be listening to that topic you want to speak to them think about them your content is for them. It's not for you. You got to like it. You got to be good at it. But ultimately, you need to know who you're talking to and how you can help them. So for my DIY mommy business, the blog social channels, that topic is broadly DIY decor. I've always loved making things. I've always loved decorating. I feel like I'm good at it. And so many people are searching for tutorials on anything to do with DIY decorating. So for you, it might be something similar, or maybe it's a narrower niche like eco-friendly DIY ideas, or maybe it's small space decorating, or maybe it's van life or recipes for two. The list is truly endless. And I love that we can be creative and just think of, of what we love, 
what we're good at and what people are looking for and and really narrow in on that. The important thing is that you choose a topic that you are truly passionate about so that you'll never tire of researching it, writing about it, and sharing it. If you start your content creation business based off of a topic that you see other people doing well with, but you don't truly love it, you're not truly good at it, I don't think you're going to succeed. It needs to be something that you authentically love. I think that is truly important in being successful in this business. And I feel like people can see right through folks that aren't being authentic to what they actually enjoy. The next step I would take is to choose a name. So I would pick a name for my blog and my social channels. Side note, yes, you should have a blog. I'm very passionate about this and I'm gonna talk about that next. I think it's wise to choose a name that has some keywords related to the topic you choose so that your name is gonna pop up better when people are searching for info on that topic. So for example, when thinking of a name for my new blog, my food blog that's sharing whole food-based recipes, I chose the name Yummy Whole Food Recipes. It's simple, it has the keywords whole food recipes right in the name, so I thought it was perfect. So think of a few variations of a name and make it as unique as possible while hopefully still containing a couple keywords so that the next step I'm gonna talk about is more successful. It is also worth it from my experience to do a quick trademark check to ensure the name you want to use is not trademarked by somebody else. So that's when somebody legally claims a name or a design and if you use it, they can send you a cease and desist letter saying, hey, please don't use this. I've spent all this time and money to trademark it. I do have the DIY Mommy trademarked um, and I have had to deal with issues from both sides of it and it's very frustrating. So do a quick check. It's not as hard as it sounds. You can do a simple search online through your country's trademark office. So just Google trademark Canada database if you're here in Canada like me or the US or wherever you live um, and it's really easy just search the name so say you want to start a blog called sugarcookiesgirl.com <laughs> search sugarcookiesgirl in the trademark okay so next step it's time to stake your claim on your unique domain name for your blog and your social media handles if you can think of a few unique names for your content creation business, as I just said, it'll be more likely that your name is gonna be available. So I would recommend going to a site like godaddy.com, so that's just a domain name registration site to see if the name you're thinking of is available as a .com website address. The .com addresses are the most common, they're the easiest to remember, they're the most popular, so that is the iteration I'd recommend trying to grab if you can. So you may have to try a few different variations of your name idea to find a website address that's available in a .com. So for example, uh, say you'd like to use the name Sweet Sugar Cookie Recipes. Let's just stay on the sugar cookie theme. <laughs> so that's the name you wanna choose for your content creation business. Sadly, you go to godaddy.com, you type in, in the search bar for domains, sweetsugarcookierecipes.com. Oh no, it's already taken. So the next step is just to simply try some other variations of that name. So maybe you're going to try sweetestcookierecipes.com or sugarcookiesweetie.com until you can find a .com name that's available. The availability of the domain name and social media handles 
will help you solidify your actual name for everything. So a lot of the times um, when I'm helping other people do this or I've done this myself, I don't actually name my site or my anything until I see if the .com is available. So once you check this out, you're going to also want to try to get the social media handles for all of the most popular social channels that match that domain name as closely as possible. I definitely recommend keeping these consistent. It's a little bit tricky for your audience to try to remember your social channel name if it's wildly different than your domain name. I'd recommend trying to keep them as consistent as possible across everything. And then I also wouldn't recommend buying your domain name until you've found something that works for all of your social media handles as well. So let's go back to our sugar cookies example. So for example, you found the domain name sugarcookiesweetie.com. It's available. So before you purchase that, and it's cheap by the way, so don't worry about that. Before you purchase that, check to see if at sugarcookiesweetie is an available handle on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, and TikTok, and whatever social is out there. You just want to reserve it everywhere. doesn't matter if you're planning to use the social media or not. Once you've found the perfect domain name and the social handles, buy and reserve them all. Again, even if you don't plan to use them, your future self is going to thank you because you're going to have all of them. Someone else can't now take them from you. Again, doesn't matter if you're going to use them or not, and you might eventually use them all and cross post your content throughout all these channels. You also may want to grab a few iterations of your domain name with different endings like .net, .ca, etc. Domain names are relatively cheap, so they're going to be, you know, $10 a year perhaps. It really depends on the name, honestly, and I think it's 100% worth it. I have um I'm a little embarrassed to say that I have dozens maybe a hundred domain names that I purchased just because I've had ideas of names of businesses and websites. And I just go ahead and purchase the domain name cost me $10 a year, just in case I ever wanted to do anything with it. Uh, and you don't have to use them right away. You can just buy it and reserve it, save it for later. If you want the next step after purchasing my domain names and reserving those social media handles is I would set up a simple website. I'm a huge fan of using WordPress to create a website, and honestly, it's not that hard to do. I'm going to share an entire podcast and a blog post on the sixfigurecreator.com on exactly how to do this, but for now, I'm going to link to a really great article on how to set up your own self-hosted, self-hosted being the keyword, WordPress website slash blog. So if you go to the show notes of today's episode or just go to the sixfigurecreator.com and search for this episode, this blog post, there's going to be a link to an article on exactly how to do this. You are going to have to purchase some monthly web hosting. So that's basically where your website's going to live. You have to pay for that monthly. But again, that's not going to be too bad. It's probably going to be $5 a month, $10 a month. And then you're going to have to install WordPress onto your hosting account. I recommend HostGator. It's a web host that I've been using for, I think, at least 10 years, maybe 12 years. Uh, They have great support, hardly any downtime. Uh, I have them linked on my blog as well under my resources section. And then you're going to have to point your domain name to your website. 
Now, if this sounds overwhelming to you, which I am guessing it will to those of you that don't have any experience with blogs or websites or anything like that, I would recommend hiring someone to, to set up a simple self-hosted WordPress blog for you. I know that's an upfront investment when you don't really know where this business is going to take you, but I believe it's 100% worth it to set up a blog as a home base, even, even when you're starting your content creation business. Social media, it's going to come and go. They own their channels, right? Instagram owns Instagram or Meta, sorry, owns Instagram and Facebook. They can do whatever they want to those channels. They could completely delete your whole page if they want to. And I could go on a very long rant about this, but I am so surprised how often I see someone with a million followers on Instagram and they don't have their own website. What if Instagram takes down their profile? What if their profile gets hacked for two months? That's happened to people I know that's happened to me. I was unable to access my Instagram account for a month um, at one of the busiest times of year. But luckily I had my own blog, which I have complete control over. I can put whatever content I want. I own it. I have ads on it that I monetize from it even when I'm sleeping. So social channels, they come and go. Things can happen, but a personal blog slash website is solely yours. And this can be a steady source of income for you in the near future. And it just ask, acts as a home base as well, right? So when you're posting on your social channels, you can link to back to your blog, direct people to your blog and say, hey, if you wanna learn more about me, go to my blog, I have an about page. I have this tutorial written out for you, right? So it's just a great place for people to um, see your work, see your portfolio, and it's something that you own and you have control over. Now, the great thing about a WordPress site is that once it's set up, it is super easy to log into. You can add content to it so easily. What I would do is I would set up a simple about page, a simple contact page, and then just start writing. Oh, my coffee just fell. And then just start writing a few simple blog posts around your topic. Um, there's a lot of things I could get into about blogging from search engine optimization to pho photography to uh, how to make outlines and everything. And these are all topics I'm going to touch on. But for now, I just want to say start a website, start a blog, start writing. Don't worry so much about SEO and, and best practices and stuff yet because you can always tweak things as you go along. And as I go along in this podcast, I'm going to share everything I know. So just, just at least start one, at least get it going. Now, the next thing I would do is simply start posting on social media, making sure your blog link is in all the bios and all your socials. Don't be scared. Just start. I think you're first content is going to be bad. Your first YouTube video is going to be bad. It might be cringy even. Your camera work might be terrible. I think as long as the content is helpful and it's related to your niche and it's going to speak to your target audience, just post it. Time and time again, I talk to fellow content creators or people that really want to get into the business and they're so caught up in starting perfectly and and they think for months or, or years about how they're going to start. I think the best way to get going is just to do it <laughs> because that's the only way that you're going to see what type of content you share uh, speaks to people. And 
that's really the best way to grow and get better. You're not going to get better by just reading, reading, reading and not doing. You got to do it. You just have to do it. When I first started my blog and social channels, beautiful, styled, still photos reigned supreme. But now what's working is vertical short videos. And I feel like those are the best way to grow a following from scratch. So if you want to grow, make your videos short, make them snappy, film them vertically. So on your phone is completely fine. And then I would create a blog post and photos to expand on my video so that the concept can live forever on my blog and easily be searched by Google. So let's go back to our sugarcookiesweetie.com idea. This pretend content creation business we're setting up, it's going to be all about cookies. So what I would do is start making cookies. I would take videos of me making the cookies on my phone in a vertical uh, format and I would post those videos on TikTok, Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels, YouTube Shorts. Uh, don't worry about the long form videos yet. If you're nervous about those, just use YouTube Shorts. Such a great way for people to start now. I'd make my video maybe 15, 30 seconds long and change my frame every couple seconds to keep people interested in it. And then I would write a blog post, say I'm doing pumpkin sugar cookies. Then I do a blog post sharing the recipe and more details. And then in the comments or in my bio on the socials, I would point to my blog post. That is what I would do. And I would do that over and over again to start. Just make sure that content is helpful. So what do I think helpful content is? I think it's anything that can teach people something that can inspire people or that can entertain people. So for me, I love to teach. I really love to teach. That's always been what I enjoy. Uh, I think I'm funny, but not many other people do, maybe besides my siblings and my husband. <laughs> my kids don't even think I'm funny anymore. They think I'm cringy. So I like to teach. That's what I like to do. Before you post anything, decide if it falls into one of those categories, teaching, inspiring, entertaining. If it doesn't, it might not be worth it to post. However, a caveat, you might be surprised as to what people find inspiring or entertaining. It does not have to be some sort of massive before and after room makeover. It can be a simple seven second video of your latest favorite Ikea find for your house. After 14 years, I'm still surprised sometimes uh, as to what sorts of videos and content clicks and what doesn't. It just has to be helpful. So for this IKEA find example, uh, maybe your audience is budget minded and they love IKEA and they are just very interested in your IKEA finds and very inspired. I have so much more to say on all of these topics and I'm going to say them in future podcast episodes. So make sure you are subscribed to my podcast. Make sure you are part of my email list. You can subs subscribe at the sixfigurecreator.com. But the one thing that I would love to leave you with this morning today is this. Don't give up so soon. Don't give up so soon. I think most people that start out in the influencer business try for a few months, maybe they try for a couple years, and then they give up. They don't see huge growth, they don't see very much income, if any, and I don't think you'll see either of those things for at least a year, maybe two, maybe three. There is the case now with TikTok and viral videos of people going viral, 
Um, but even then they might get some cool brand deals, but they might not have the uh, fortitude or experience to follow through with, with that career. So it can happen. It's, it's pretty neat when you see people go viral. And if that happens, hopefully, you know, you can be inspired and follow through, but most likely you're not going to see anything happen for a little while. So it's, definitely worth it to be patient, to be consistent so that you can grow that loyal following and then later monetize your blog and social channels through ads, through sponsors and so on, which we'll chat about in this podcast as well. How often should you post on your blog and social channels when you're starting out? The cadence is really up to you and it's really what you can handle with your current lifestyle and your current schedule. But in my experience, about one blog post a week and a social post about three times a week is great. And you can post the same video on TikTok, Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels, and YouTube Shorts, because you'll probably find like I do that all of those audiences are different. So those are the steps I would take today to start my content creation career from scratch. And like I said in the beginning, these actually are the steps I have done this year with my brand new blog and social channels for my food and it's actually doing really well. So I should be able to cross my fingers, join an ad network with the new blog before the year ends. So that's a monetized blog in one year, which I think is is pretty good. So I want to help you. I want to inspire you online. I want to give you all the tools you need to either grow your current content creation business or to start one from scratch like we chatted about today. With all that being said, I want to hear from you. What do you want to hear on this podcast next? And I'm hoping to share everything from how to create a website to how to grow your Instagram, how to price sponsorships, so on and so forth. I'm also going to have some guests on this podcast as well. So if there is a particular guest you would love for me to chat with, I would love to hear about that as well. So head on over to my contact page, send me all your questions, your thoughts on this episode. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you're excited about this relaunched podcast as much as I am. Again, I'm going to be on here every Tuesday morning. So make sure to tune in with your favorite podcast network, whether it's Apple Podcasts, YouTube Music, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.